Hey there, everybody. It's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Fixies. I'm delighted today to be joined by my guest, Charlotte, who runs Funky Makers on Instagram. Uh, Charlotte is a huge fan of all things yarn, and we can't wait to find out more about her. So hello, Charlotte. How are you? Hi, Joy. I'm really good this morning. Thank you very much. Well, welcome to the show, and you are also a tech pixie. This is so much fun. The whole month of December, we've been interviewing women who've changed careers uh, and started their own businesses, uh, and particularly have been able to use social media to really grow their business. So tell me about your career uh, prior to uh, switching into starting up your own business. Um, well, I used to work in the city. I used to work in technology um, in the city uh, before I had my son. Um, and then after that, I um, I was made redundant um, after going back from maternity leave. Um, and we decided at that point to stay for me to stay at home until he went to school. Um, and that sort of stretched out um, a bit when he went when he went to school. I think when you work in technology, um, you lose your technology skills quite quickly because things move on quite quickly. And um, I didn't feel the confidence to, I didn't feel I had the confidence to go back into that arena. Um, so um, I stayed, I did stay busy. I got involved with um, the PTA at school and a number of other um, voluntary um, positions. Um, but when I got involved with the PTA at school, I started doing crafts. So I've always been a knitter and crocheter since I was very young. Um, and I also enjoyed lots of other crafts, um, paper craft and um, other sort of sewing and stitching, etc. So I started doing the demonstrations um, at the craft fair. I started running craft stalls um, at the craft fair and then the school um, said to me, oh, would you like to do this after school? And um, uh, and I, I absolutely loved it. So I took that up um, and um, I did a couple of evenings a week after school, teaching the kids sewing, knitting, um, crochet, um, but also um, running an upcycle recycle club. So um, I'm, we're very eco-minded um, and eco-friendly. So um, I like to use a lot of materials that um, either would would have ended up in landfill. So um, and teaching the kids how to repurpose things, how to use things that um, you know they that would have ended up in landfill. Oh my um, god, I love that. Yeah, just you know appreciate what what it is we are actually throwing away as well, and and that we can try to make use of um, of different things. Well, also what I love about your story too is I'm sure so many people could resonate with that, that idea that, you know, you you were just going to take a little bit of time off and then that time kind of got bigger, bigger, bigger. And um, so, you know, what's it like when you when that when that gap has gotten bigger than you thought it was going to be and then you're trying to go back to work? How how, how does that feel? And, and what was one of the thoughts that that you realized you needed to to, to how you were going to change things or what you were going to do? I think you suffer a lot from imposter syndrome, um, you know, where you don't feel that you've got as much to offer necessarily as you did before. Um, and it's totally not true, by the way, because all those skills are there, right? I know. All 
And and that's what Tech Pixies has done, really. Um, you you know, for me is to bring that confidence back um, to know that I've got to, um, that those skills are there. They haven't they haven't gone. Um, yes, technology's moved on, but um, there are a lot of other skills that um, that I had that I am now putting to very good use. Um, but also, um, you know, Tech Pixies has opened my eyes to much bigger potential than running after school clubs in one um, particular school a couple of evenings a week. Um, and, you know, since joining Tech Pixies, I have run workshops online. Um, I'm also um, the creative um, craft head for um, Greener and Cleaner Bromley. And we do a lot of sustainable crafts and I've run um, a whole series of workshops um, just recently um, online for them. And I'm now starting to launch my own um, Funky Makers uh, workshops online as well. So um, after Christmas in January, um, they, they'll be ready um, for people to join. Um, I just think, and and also for both um, kids and and adults, um, but I think being creative for children is so important. You know that we're so academically focused um, in schools these days, and we're not um, we're not focused enough on the creative side. Um, and I don't think it's enough appreciated enough that actually the creative side helps to bring ideas to the surface it helps the helps the children um, develop their fine motor skills um, their problem solving skills um, you know it just really um, helps them develop outside of the academic um, side um, and there's one little story that if you don't mind I'd like to yeah, go for talk it. about um, a number of dentists that went to, to dental college um, and uh, they were asked how many of them had done any sewing. And I think there was two out of 120 people that put their hands up and said, yeah, I've done some sewing. And these guys, we were expecting these guys to go and, you know, stitch your, stitch up your mouth after an operation. And oh before. they sent them all to sewing school. Um, the whole class to sewing school before they did much else. So, um, you know, we need we need that creative outlet as well as the um, academic side. Yeah, um, for sure. And I think in this environment as well, where you can't go anywhere and do anything, you know, learning online is the only way you can do it. I know with my kids on Sunday morning, we have a, a Sunday school that one of the ladies of the church runs. It's one hour long and she, you know, she brings in videos and does little crafts and my kids love it. And it's their favorite, it's their highlight of the week. And also we love it because we have an hour where they're occupied, you know, and they can do something online. But also I think the other thing too, is we know from our, um, from our alumni research, from our feedback forms, that our online program works better than our face-to-face program because uh, number one, people don't have to travel. You know, they don't have to travel two, three hours to get to us because we used to only be in London and Oxford. But then also, not only on top of the travel part, but because it's online, it's more cost-effective so we can extend the access. You know, like before, you only had 12 weeks access. It was in person and that was it. And there was nothing else apart from the Facebook group for the alumni. Now we have a full year. You can get coaching for 
36 weeks, you know, all that stuff that you just, we just couldn't do when it was face to face. So there's huge opportunities in the online space um, for people who want to teach. Having that access to the course over that whole year has been absolutely amazing because you reinforce your knowledge with um, with every run through. Um, so there's some of the some, some of the subjects that I'm not necessarily doing now because I've been in the program since April. Um, so, but on the on the subjects that I want to brush up on. Um, particularly on the strategy, um, I, I do that every time. So every time it cycles round, because you learn something new every time um, and you reinforce your knowledge. And also with the mindset coaching, I, I don't miss a mindset coaching because um, regardless of what the subject is, um, you gain so much um, from the mindset coaching since we've gone back in September, having that every week um, has been absolutely amazing. Um, and Teresa is um, is absolutely brilliant with doing yeah, it. Teresa, just for those of you who are listening who aren't familiar with our community, we have uh, always had life coaching as part of our program. And Teresa Klossner uh, is our current kind of head of coaching. And she's doing an incredible job, isn't she? She really understands yeah. the needs that women have, especially when, you know, faced with things that come up through social media, but also the current the current environment. It's a, t- it's a tough environment and you do need extra support in this environment and I'm delighted that Teresa is so good at what she does. Yeah we've had some very difficult topics that have come up in the mindset coaching um, some very emotional topics that people have to have to get over and have to move forward from um, and it has been absolutely amazing um, that and it's the you know you've got the support we go on that call and and there's quite the you know generally we've got about 50 to 70 people on the on the call um, and it's so supportive, um, you know, and it's we, you know, going out into the breakout rooms where you end up meeting um, another uh, number of tech pixies, maybe four or five tech pixies um, and, and having that more intimate connection with um, with them and um, getting the opportunity to actually, even though tech pixies is a big environment now, um, but having that opportunity to meet people on a one-to-one level um, where it's, you know, a small group of people. Um, because we've come out, some of us have come out of those um, coaching calls and we have connected outside of that. Um, and we've got relationships outside of that. We've got accountability groups outside of that. Um, and we are helping each other move forward. And it doesn't matter what pace we're all moving forward at. We're all moving forward together um, at whatever pace, well, whatever pace is appropriate for for that individual. Yeah, um, I love that. Really good. And so, tell me what you know. If we were to say, I, you know, I love future casting a little bit, so uh, just a little bit. So, if we were to look at like ten years from now, and 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 you were to talk to Charlotte in ten years, what would the ten years from now self tell you? Uh, what what will you have created? What will what will what will have happened for you? Um, I hope to be running quite a big group of um, online um, courses. So I I do I'm going to start with one, but I do want to do um, more than one. So I want to have craft um, workshops that work for kids. I want craft workshops that work for both adults and kids working together because I think you get a lot of connection 
Um, so parents working with their children to to do work, um, to create things, um, and for and for adults. So my knitting, my crochet, um, and all the upcycle skills. Um, but I I think you know we're in such a pivoting environment at the moment, both from like an, um, an eco point of view, an environmental point of view. Um, there's got to be a lot of new businesses that have got to take us forward. And, and obviously we're going to have, a, we're in a financial crisis as well because of what's happening. Um, we really need to look at things very differently um, and have a lot, have quite a number of different businesses that um, are going to um, take us forward. Um, so, I, I'm hoping that crafts and building community, I mean, the community at Tech Pieces has been absolutely amazing. Um, but building, I want to be in a situation where I can build that community for myself in the crafting in the crafting environment. Amen. Um, and also maybe um, develop craft kits as well that um, that go alongside some, some of um, some of my workshops. I love that. And of course, we've just uh, interviewed, I've just interviewed Carol on a previous uh, podcast and she was great too, because she talked a lot about how she's setting up patterns and selling patterns and wants to set up groups as well. So you've actually got in the same community, you've got people doing similar things, but different things. And there's an opportunity there as well to uh, learn from each other rather than see each other's competitors, but see each other's collaborators and learn from each other and you know, find a way uh, to to promote each other. You know, maybe she teaches something you don't. Maybe she teaches something you don't. I'm sorry. Maybe you teach something she doesn't. And you know, you can pass uh, pass people back and forth um, to the right, so that they find the right person. And that's that's what I was saying to Carol. You know, there might be a hundred knitting and crocheting teachers or a, a hundred crafting teachers out there, right? But not every crafting teacher is going to be the right teacher for you. Just like not every social media course is going to be right for you, and just like not every, you know. Um, ukulele course is going to be right for you. I'm just thinking of different courses that people have created. You're going to, each instructor for any kind of online course, they have their own nuances, they have their own style, they have their own way of delivery, and that's going to really resonate with people. And it's, and there's 7 billion people in the world, right? So, you know, you have to, there's no way you can reach all of the people, yeah. but you can yeah. reach a subset of people that, that love you and identify with you and who you in turn really want to take care of. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing when it does happen. And I can't wait, can't wait to see this community that you are going to build out. Yeah. I mean, that you know, that you meet so many um, people from different environments and I've got a number of collaborations coming up with um, Take Pixies in the new year. Um, uh, Emma from Wild Boar Ideas. We're, we're going to do a puppet, um, knitted puppet workshop together. Amazing. Um, so yeah, and you know, there's the artists um, as well in the group, um, and um, home design um, in the group as well. Which, you know, they're different businesses, but we can we can work together. Annie's watching this live. She says we are our own superpowers, and I love that she said that. So I'm wearing a scamp and dude top, and you know, all of the tops have this lightning bolt on it, where you can tap into your superpower. And I love that the story behind it, we're going to interview her for the podcast, but the story behind it was she was going in for, I think it was brain surgery and she wasn't sure if she was going to come out alive. And she wished she had something that her children could kind of just touch or feel that would make them feel better. And that's how she came up with the idea of the lightning bolt on the side mm -hmm. of all of them. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? So we're going to interview her. 
Yeah, but um, I think that you're right. You know, Annie, we are our own superpowers, and I and we have people that will listen to this podcast live. So, you know, Charlotte, I think that the the fact that you've got this incredible desire to, you know, really protect the creative space that we need to protect, um, and you tied it back into, you know, surgeons and dental hygienists, and how important it is that actually sewing is actually like a, a vital skill for you know, for certain lines of work and yeah. it's not just about clothes. No, I mean, there's, there's, there's other stories as well. I mean, where, um, with a particular plastic surgeon, they needed to reconstruct someone's nose and they had to do it on glass and, um, commercial glass companies could not produce glass that would actually work for them to grow the cells. And they had to go to a, um, hand, um, craft, um, glass manufacturer Wow! Um, to actually get in, get the skill that was required to build the piece of glass they needed to do that. So, you know, crafts across the spectrum, um, crafts are really, really important. Um, and you know, we we're we're so commercial with a lot of things now. We really do need to focus on keeping a lot of the traditional skills um, alive and um, and make sure that. Our children know about them and have an interest in them as well. Yeah, it's so important, and I just I love that the 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 fact that these life these long standing you know ways of doing things still have extreme value even in a world that has moved forward so much with technology. Um, I remember in Switzerland going and watching a glass blowing session. It was absolutely incredible, you know, to watch them, you know, make the glass and then blow into the glass and then mold. It was just incredible. And I think, you know, we have to we have to protect these uh, ways of doing things for the very reasons that you're talking about, making sure that we are um, able to do the other things that we need to do, like surgeries and operations, reconstructing noses. And, you know, not it's an incredible uh, I love that you've brought that back to why this is important, not just on a, you know, nice to have level, but on a, a practical life-saving level as yeah. well. Yeah, very much so. Wow. Very powerful. Well, uh, we have um, we have a lot of people who will be listening to this, possibly who will be thinking about joining Tech Pixies uh, in the new year uh, or at some point in 2021, what would you, what would you say, or even now, what would you say to them uh, as, you know, as in terms of if they were on the fence and they were trying to decide whether or not they should join the program? Uh, absolutely. It's the best thing that I have done in the last 12 years since I've had my son, basically. Um, it really has been the best thing and it really opens your eyes to the potential um that's out there because I'm not even sure I knew where I was going when I joined the course I mean I was inspired totally inspired um by Joy and um the, the information that she was putting out there initially in the free training course um and now that I've um you know I'm six months down the line um you learn so much and you are supported so much by the community that when you start thinking about ideas you know that you can actually put them into action you know that you can actually put them into place um and that the support is there to um, to help you do that um and no question is too silly or too small um you know with with the whole group um you know someone will always answer your questions 
So yes, no, no question left behind. That's very important. <laughs> and and also the whole um, done not perfect um, as well because you. So one of I think one of the the problems that I had initially was feeling I'm not good enough to to do it or what I've produced isn't good enough. But actually, if you don't start doing it, if you don't start making the effort to to do it, then you're not going to get better. So that that whole um, concept of done not perfect is, um, you know, really makes sense. Well, I heard someone say the other day, perfectly done, not done perfectly. I love that one too. But yeah, done not perfect. And just get things, just get it done, right? Just take yeah. action. And it's from taking action that you work out, well, does this work? Does it not work? You know, and I think that's important because, uh, you know, it's interesting. You were talking about having multiple courses. I remember when I set up Tech Pixies, I actually had six courses. That's what I was, I had six, six different options I was going to teach. And in the end, I bundled them all up into one because that was where the value was because everyone needed the different pieces in order to make the whole picture work. Yeah. But, you know, you, you try different things and you just see what works and what doesn't work. Uh, you know, and we've, we've tried all sorts of different things over the years. Um, and, it, and, and as you try those things, then you say, okay, this works, this doesn't work. You get rid of the stuff that doesn't work. You double down on the stuff that works and then you keep going, you know, you keep going and you just, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you have to believe that it's all going to work out somehow. And, you know, one of my favorite verses, and my daughter gave it to me as a gift. It sits on my desk at all times. And it's just uh, Hebrews 11.1. 1, and it says, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And I think no matter what faith background you come from, that's a definition of faith, right? Being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And it's it's having that mindset that, it's going to work out somehow if I just keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep moving forwards. Yeah, that, that's the thing. You you must keep moving forwards. Um, uh, but the support is there to, to help you keep moving forward. And as long as you turn up, um, you know, as long as you show, show up, um, you will that that it's it's almost a process of osmosis that that um, help and that support moves you forward. Um, and you build that confidence back up in yourself to to get there and to to do what you need to do, um, which I think it, it, I mean for me is showing at the moment. I'm um, running a craft advent calendar on um, Instagram, um, and the feedback that I'm getting from it is absolutely amazing. And I've never not, I've never done that much video and that much um, you know even what I'm doing now I wouldn't have done six months ago having this wow. interview with you. So yeah. Um, well, you're, you're, you're giving me chills and I just, I love it when, when people, you know, just and like you said, you got to show up, right? I mean, yeah. one of my favorite Olympic gold medals is this Australian guy who wins in the speed skating because everybody else fell down and he crosses the line. And he's actually a very legitimately good um, um, speed skater. He always has been a very good speed skater and he's always been in the top of the world, but he'd never been on the top of the podium. And what's interesting is he showed up and he kept skating. And every time that people fell down, he just kept going. And, you know, and it's it, and you you could argue, oh, well, he got lucky and he got the gold medal. But he's he says whenever he talks about it, he says, but I could have given up and decided that I wasn't good enough. And I could have, you know, just left the game. And actually by staying in, you know, staying in and, and continuing to, to, to do it, you know, he believed that 
one day he would have a chance. He didn't think his chance would come the way it came, but it did, you know, and that's the thing. You know, he, he has a gold medal now at the Olympics. And yes, everyone else around him fell down, but he was the last man standing and he crossed that line and he has a gold medal for the rest of his life as a result. And his whole life has changed because of that. And I think that, you know, I think showing up is a big, a big part of life. And, and we know that the students who show up, who do the work, uh, they will get they will get the job done and they'll move forwards. Um, it's and and that they make the time for it. And we have a huge percentage of women who do that, which is what I love that people are showing up. And it's that community accountability as well. So, um, well, I'm very excited to see uh, how things work out for you. If someone wants to go check out your uh, account, where where should they go? So you can find me on Instagram, Funky Makers on Instagram, uh, Funky Makers on Facebook, um, not as active on Facebook anymore. Um, Instagram, I've really found um, really works for me. Um, Pinterest as well. I've got um, inspirational boards if you're looking for Christmas ideas and Christmas crafts. Um, and my website is coming, um, but my mailing list, the link to my mailing list is also on my, in the, my bio on my pin, on my Instagram account. Sorry. Um, so you can find me there, but the website is coming. Yes. So getting on that email list, if you want to find out what Charlotte's doing in 2021, is going to be really important. So go check her out at Funky Makers on Instagram. Well, it's been a pleasure interviewing you. I've enjoyed this morning so much. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, it's inspiring. I know not just to me, but to several people watching uh, and those who will be listening on the podcast. So thank you for sharing your story and being brave and coming on. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been amazing.